This is Blue Zoo Reptile with Exoterra. Here's your host, Frank Reese. Exoterra reptile products make your reptiles feel at home. Exoterra understands that specific species need specific environments. That's why we produce a variety of offerings for desert, tropical, and aquatic species of reptiles and amphibians to flourish. In fact, we have traveled the globe to research and understand these very needs. From the mountains of Uganda to the island of Madagascar to the jungles of Honduras, Exoterra products are researched in the wild. Visit www.exo-terra.com to learn more about our products and our research expeditions. Welcome to Blue Zoo Reptile. Steady always wants to make sure we get that double Exoterra shot in there. Good job, Steady. Our guest today comes to us from Healthy Herp, the one, the only, Jason Onepo. Jason, what up? Hey, how you doing, Frank? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, I wanted to spend a few minutes with you talking um, Healthy Herp, but specifically uh, also uh, because we get so many emails from people that are newbies to the hobby. Um, I wanted to know if you can give a little bit of expertise on your end about what people should be looking for. I know everybody should be doing their due diligence, uh, I guess, do stuff on the web. But as well, there are so many reptile shows around the country that you should be able to find one or two that you can go to, don't you think, to uh, see what kind of trips your trigger. Yeah. And I, I think because of that, if you're new to the hobby – you probably want to see what you're dealing with instead of just pictures on the internet. I mean, you've been into it a long time. What was the first thing that really tripped your trigger for uh, reptiles? Uh, me? Well, I was lucky enough to grow up in a house with a big backyard with woods behind it. So, uh, you know, frequently we'd see uh, garter snakes and grass snakes going through the yard and short trip into the woods, flipping over rocks, uh, a lot of salamanders and other critters and, you know, over here, we're lucky enough to also have like spotted salamanders, marbled salamanders, box turtles, and stuff like that. So it was really just as a kid, and then uh, you know when I got older, going into the pet shops and stuff. Uh, it was probably in the um, uh, late seventies, early eighties that I really started doing that. So I got to see a lot of cool stuff. You know what's interesting to me about just the word or the category reptile is there so much under it you just you mentioned so many different varieties from snakes to box turtles to salamanders i mean i I don't think sometimes just saying reptile does it justice because there's so much under a category isn't there uh yeah it's certainly a bit more broad than if you uh, just list the category of fish i would think um i mean you've got things living up in the trees some things that live under the ground and some things that live in the water you know when we talk about fish people tend to have usually start out with an aquarium and then it almost inevitably (laughs) leads into two three four aquariums for the most part even if they just have a quarantine tank a lot of people sometimes have more than one is that kind of the you know mode of operandi when it comes to reptiles do people get one and then it kind of leads into multiples i'd say in most cases yes i mean there are those people that maybe just get you know uh one animal, sometimes they get one animal that gets large because that's what they want. But, you know, usually uh, people do wind up getting more than one thing. And there are also times when uh, someone with an aquarium will also have a reptile or two or vice versa. You know, because we talk about the reptile 
topic and category so large, uh, what I said about in the beginning of the show was going to a show can probably at least you can eliminate some of the stuff you don't want and probably add a couple things to the bucket list that you do want. So maybe you the first thing off the top of your head, if you don't have something specific you like, is kind of eliminate some of the things you don't want, right? Because that probably helps you out if you go to a show to visit certain things and spend more time with stuff that piques your interest. Yeah, and, you know, and a lot of times at those shows, you're able to handle the animals as well to see if it's something that you like. But not only talking to the vendors, but sometimes you'll end up uh, talking to someone else uh, that's shopping at one of the tables that happens to have or is interested in the same animals as you. And that can sometimes also influence your decision based on their experience. You know, in your experience, when it comes to some of the, the carriers or breeders or suppliers of some of these reptiles... I'm sure you could probably get all the way to a detail of, hey, you know what? If it's available in a certain color, maybe I want it that way. Sure, there might be a different cost. But you could almost almost customize an order to some degree, couldn't you? Uh, you can. I mean, you know, there's a lot of designer or what they consider designer reptiles out there with your bull pythons and leopard geckos and crested geckos. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of color variety available and uh, – some people go on a waiting list for a certain uh, a certain morph or color variety of an animal. I would also imagine that you would recommend buying from somebody, and this is a no-brainer, buying from somebody that's got at least some history, some testimonials to them. Don't just be meeting some guy in the back alley looking for a snake. It's probably not always the best outcome. Uh, not usually, and that's probably why uh, Craigslist doesn't allow people to technically sell live animals on their site. You know, we talked a little bit about the the animals as a category, uh, spend a couple minutes talking about diet and food, like healthy herp and what you guys have going on there, because that is a huge part of having any healthy animal of any kind. Uh, yeah, food's an important part. I mean, and, um, you know, the animal's environment, if they're not in the uh, proper environment, proper temperature, proper humidity, uh, if they like to have somewhere to hide or a tree branch to hang out in, a lot of times that can also affect the uh, the animal's appetite especially if they're stressed going into a new home and, you know, uh, if they're in the wrong environment, they won't feel comfortable. But a lot of times uh, providing them with the proper food will also help them to adjust. So you know, it's kind of a combination of things. Uh, obviously, you want to make sure that they're eating the right stuff so they grow pro- properly and that there's no health issues with the animal. Um, and in a lot of cases, uh, depending on the animal, that could just be as uh, simple as a varied diet. But also there are some specialized feeders out there as well. Um, and then some animals, even though they're feeding on a varied diet, are specialized within the variation of foods that they eat. Uh, you know, I mean, really good examples are things like a um, uh, a red-foot tortoise, where, you know, uh, on the floor of the rainforest throughout the year is the uh, weather and environment changes, their diet changes along with that. You know, there are times of year where they're eating a lot more uh and fruit from the ground. Uh, they could be feeding on uh, rotting tree bark, moss, mushrooms, uh, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I mean, they're one of the tortoises that are also known for consuming meat. For people that want to find out information about Healthy Herp, how can they do it? Uh, they can go to sfbb.com and uh, just click on the link for reptile stuff. That is sfbb.com. There's a list of categories. There's aquatics. There's reptile. By the way, you did say a tortoise that eats meat. Um, yes, 
yeah, your uh, red foot tortoises, you know, they'll eat on a uh, dead rotting animal or maybe if they come across a, a nest of uh, baby mice or something like that. But yeah, meat is part of their diet along with vegetables and fruits and um, other stuff. So if we were to bring a camera to your place and, and walk around, the house is probably not, I'm sure it's clean and neat. Um, do you have any reptiles today? Uh, just a couple turtles. Outside or in the house? In the house. No, uh, what's the biggest one you got? Oh, probably only about five inches. Small and manageable, you know? <laughs> I've, got, I've got two kids, too. You don't need too much else running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, those take up for a lot of reptiles in themselves. I get it. I, I understand. Yeah, you need, you need something that stays contained. Uh. <laughs> he is J- Jason Onepo from Healthy Herp and SFBB.com. Jason, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure we will talk down the road. All right, man. No problem. Thank you, Frank. That is Jason Onepo. Uh, you can check out Healthy Herp at sfbb.com. This has been Blue Zoo Reptile presented by Exoterra. That's E-X-O-T-E-R-R-A. You can also go to the website, bluezoo-reptile.com. You can see all of what Exoterra does as far as their exhibitions. Exhibits, excursions, all that X stuff. It's great. Exoterra. And that is also brought to you by Ralph C. Hagen Jr. This is Blue Zoo Reptile. See you next time.